Yo. What up, what up? What up, man? Big, big day here at the Carbon Footprint. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Episode 52. Welcome back, everybody. He is Juan, and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a couple of drinks, talk about things that are going on in the world, try to focus on things that are having an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, this week... I said episode 52 so it's how we've been going strong for uh officially for one yeah, year one year man holy shit dude wow <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have thought man wow 52 weeks straight no breaks um did we ever uh, and then we dropped stuff back to back but we never took a break we did we never took a break and whenever we had to i guess shift for whatever we just dropped the episode of like a day or, or something yeah, yeah whatever later but um I yeah, think we man. had we had one week where we had the technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had to push that. And then I think we dropped two episodes in the like same back week. To back. Yeah, yep. yeah. But we recorded for sure in the you know weekly. Yeah, yeah, man. Holy shit, dude. Who'd have thought? And I think when we started, we just said we don't really know what this is. We're just gonna keep recording. Yeah. Like, and then it gave, listen, it gave us an excuse to get together once a week and drink. Really, that's what it did. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so with that, man, what's on the menu for today, man? Yo, man, sh- shout out, shout out to Sean's wife, man. Uh, uh, hooked it up today for the, for the anniversary episode. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. She listen. We got we, we're drinking some Negronis here, but a little special Negroni. So we got the Campari and the uh, the Vermouth, right? Uh, but to to usually the Negroni you make it with a gin. Well, it's got us a gin it's a Tanqueray, but it's a, a I'm I'm gonna pronounce this really fucked up Rangper. It's a it's a Tanqueray Rangper lime. Uh, never had this. It's really good. Yeah, it's really really good. really good, man. So we're drinking a little gin there with 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 made with the Rangper lime Tanqueray gin, man, and it's good. Dude, Negroni. So sorry. The good good story behind that is my wife does not drink. You know this, yeah. like at all. She is not a drinker whatsoever. And so today, um, before I came over here, she has this setup. And so for those of you who don't who are not watching the video, we have like these two oversized balloons. Yeah, yeah. On the like, sort of sort of like like a table setup. Um the balloons is a fifty two. So this is how she has this thing set up in the house. She has a fifty two. Um she has the the three liquors okay. right there. And I'm in the bedroom and I come out and it's already set up. And I look at it and I go, What's that? <laughs> Show like, fuck, did I miss our anniversary? <laughs> yep. I was like, wait a minute, man. I'm not 52. Uh, if I was dyslexic, I'm not 25. <laughs> like, what are we celebrating here, right? And um, and I sat there and I thought about it for a while. And then finally it did it, it came to um and also what was really cool is uh she got us like she got each of us um, this sort of like a glass, uh, engraved glass, right? This engraved glass that has um, our emblem on it. And what does this thing say? It says, uh, presented to Juan and Sean um, for your 52nd podcast, May 2021, leaving your carbon footprint. So that's what this week, carbon footprint goes out to us. Damn it, it's us. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, baby. We really appreciate it. Um, and it was cool because we actually talked about doing something um, special for this week. Neither one of us, you know, what once once one and I leave, like on every Tuesday. Yeah, it's almost like it's just until next week. Yeah, right? until, we don't. Yeah, we talk. Again, we don't like plan and shit. morning yep. of. We like, <laughs> or like an hour before. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> and so I you know it was really cool of of my wife to to kind of go out of her way and 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 do this for us. 
Um, I know she's proud and, and, and she's proud of us for kind of keeping this thing going. Um, started, started again last year, I think May 16th when we dropped the first episode. Yeah. And, um, we basically just said, let's do it. We're going to meet every week. We're going to record, you know, if we, if, if it catches on great, if we make some folks laugh along the way, fantastic. Um, but no real goal here other than to get together and, and talk trash. Yeah, and talk trash, man. It was like something we were already doing anyway. Uh, it, it gave us the excuse to hang out. <laughs> and you said, and, and then just do kind of what we do, man. This is crazy, man. Shout out. Shout out to Mary. Shout out to both our wives, man. I think for the support over the last Absolutely, year. Absolutely, man. Yeah, letting us do this. And then, yeah, man, all the friends and family actually who've supported this, man. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys, man. I've had people either, uh, you know, message us about episodes, share. Listen, here's my dog again, wilding out. <laughs> <laughs> we got the mascot in the house. Yeah, the Kai. That's uh, Juan's uh, puppy husky. And he's like... All tangled up inside of my my headphone cord, which you guys know I have difficulty with head co- with headphone cords. If you've been around long enough, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, uh, d- dude, the family support's been awesome. Either I have family that listens and they'll message me about the episodes, or family to just. Um, uh, uh, or people that I know, whether it's coworkers, former coworkers who will just share, you know, maybe uh, our posts or, or an episode or whatever, man. So, so thank you guys for all the support, man. Uh, it's yeah, said like we didn't really have anything, an expectation, I guess per se. No, but we just knew, like, we just got to stick to it, man. We got to meet weekly, yeah, irrespective of what's going on. I think I, you know, I think I had said something in the beginning, like it's gonna be so cool for our grandkids at some yeah. point, right, to be able to look back. And and not only look back to be a video, but to listen to, you know, what the grandfather said back in, you know, 2020, 2021 yeah, and, and beyond how stupid sound. we were. Can you imagine how dumb we're going to sound talking about certain things? Like, <laughs> I'm, I can't wait. Bro, I'm <laughs> I already. Wait. I started listening back to the old episodes and, and you know, from the beginning, we basically said we're going to give ourselves permission to change our mind. There's a lot of shit that I've changed my mind about <laughs> from the beginning. From the beginning. I mean, I think that's part of being a person, right? It's like the evolution, right, of of, of having new data and new yep. ideas. Or just it's just a mood that day, right? Yep. <laughs> so it can just be that, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, I so wish, man, that I could, like, listen or watch something of, like, old family like ancestors of mine like family members right of the people that i've never met or even that i did meet but maybe just later in life and obviously we didn't connect the same way um so just the idea of that again it could just be they could just listen to it and be like yeah you guys want to sound you see how crazy my grandfather sounded like (laughs) they used to mate with other people you know like whatever the who knows whatever they're all all mating with robots (laughs) like uh just the idea man that that would hopefully be around you know forever uh kind of cool in itself i think that's the that good, is, good enough bro. for us man absolutely bro and and also you know i think when we first started this there was a couple of uh, folks that i that i knew were friends or family that kind of uh hit me up and i think you as well and it's just like oh man like congrats on the thing you know like man i've always thought about doing that and so this is just like a testament um for 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 everybody that that knows us and and even those of you that that don't that you want to start something like just go do it and just commit like commit to doing it Every week, every day, whatever that, whatever the case is, and um, before you know it, yo, look, we're yeah, year yeah, in. Yo, th- this feels honestly like we just started. It, it, oh my god, yeah. It feels like we just started, and like you said, man, it just the uh, the mindset of like, hey, we're gonna do this, and like, let's uh, full steam ahead. Put and, the blinders on, bro, and yep. go. And that's what it's been. 
year of just doing that, man, of, of sounding. <laughs> like you said, dude, I've listened to some and I'm like, damn, I'm crazy. And then <laughs> I'll legit listen to stuff where I'm like, something's for real wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> My kids all the time will be like, can we listen? Like, we know you curse a lot, dad. <laughs> like, nothing we've never heard before. I'm like, you guys aren't ready yet for the podcast. Dude, whenever we get in the van as a family and like go somewhere, usually um, Tamara hasn't heard the episode yet. Or she's, uh, or she's like halfway through it. So it always comes on. And then sometimes, man, I'm just like, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, we should come with disclaimers. <laughs> T-shirts are <to> just. <laughs> oh, man. But, dude, couldn't pick the better partner to do this with, man. So Bro, salute. Man. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Raising the glass. Yeah, yeah. Taking a sip. It's been fun, man. Hell, yeah. Here's to the, here's to the next 52. Yeah, for real. And if for those who, I guess if you're new or haven't listened to this, me, Sean and I have known each other for oh, 14 years, bro. Almost. Almost, right? Yeah. So we've been, we've been uh, yeah, we've been talking shit like this for 14 years. It's only a year of it has made it on tape. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <yeah. laughs> you want to talk about changing your mind, like the, question, the questionable shit. We, <laughs> you should hear the shit we say off the air. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Yeah. The, poli- the political correctness is definitely not there for a lot of <laughs> Oh man, yo man! I want to bring up this story, man, that I read this week. Um, this uh, South Carolina man, and it, it kind of was—I I sort of laughed in the beginning, but then I'm just like, wow, this is really fucked up. Um, this guy, John Christopher Smith, he basically was a dishwasher, and it was a guy of of like lower intelligence. I don't know if I don't know if he was, you know, if he had anything, you know, if he was. Uh, you know, like Down syndrome, or like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he had. Okay, um, but he had sort of like a low, a low IQ, and his IQ was approximately seventy, which equates to about a third grader. And so, this guy was a dishwasher at this place for many years, and at some point, like I think it's like since like nineteen ninety, so we're talking about thirty Ooh, years, thirty years, yeah, thirty, okay. thirty plus years. The restaurant at some point gets taken over by another gentleman. And this guy starts essentially like abusing him, both like mentally and even physically, and sort of like scaring him into working more hours, but he didn't pay him. And, and so, so you said the dude suffered from low IQ, right? Or or like some kind of mental illness or mental- I'm a, yeah, they they didn't say what the mental illness was. They just said he had a low IQ. But like I, and I looked it up. If it was IQ of like seventy, which is like a third grader. Yeah, isn't that considered mentally, I'm going to say mentally retarded, but that's not the, the word, man. But if your IQ is on, I think it's under 80, you're considered to be mentally like handicapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guy was definitely, I mean, it was a known thing, right? It was just the guy could work. And so he got a job. And, and unfortunately, when this new owner took over, he took advantage of this guy. Anyway, oh, fuck. somebody became, somebody, shout out to whoever the whistleblower was, took this guy to court. And this guy, uh, and which I'm not even going to give him credit by giving by by giving him this name out, uh, but this guy John Christopher Smith stands to receive about five hundred and forty six thousand dollars in not only back pay, but also like almost like a like a restitution or uh, or like a reparations almost. Good for him. Because like, it, and it's funny because like the guy, um, and I'm like the, the media, the media spins everything right because the guy was black as well. And so, of course, they were just like, oh, it was like slavery. Uh, and so they try to spin it like that. I mean, was, it kind of is, but it's, it, oh, but it's it, not. Yeah. Like, you can't compare it to that, like, 
that's such a dark time in our history, man, that like whenever you compare something to that, our minds immediately go to like the worst of the worst, right? Yep. Uh, so to compare it to something like that is like, yeah. Like you, like you said, because it's a black man and because of the climate we're currently in, the media immediately goes there and it's almost the clickbait of it. Gets it very much is the clickbait. And I, I, I said that, that that was just for the headline, you know? Um, but this dude, like I said, I think the, court, the, the case is still in court. Hopefully this guy gets everything and more. Yeah, dude, I'll be getting paid. By the way, it's it's anything be- between seven, anything lower than seventy to seventy five, it's considered to be have mental retardation. A person must have an IQ of uh, between lower than seventy to seventy five ish, because the average is one hundred. Okay. Wow, man, that I mean, that's not even relevant to it, dude. I, as a human being, man, like. The thought that you could do that to someone, like, a, I mean, I guess you're paying him, but to know that you're taking advantage of someone who probably doesn't know better. How, how did this even come to light? I wonder how it even. You know what? They didn't. The, the article didn't go into, like, who the whistleblower was. or I, I would imagine. Somebody he works with, probably. I would like, imagine so, because they were saying that, like, so it, he would, like, this, the, the owner or the boss, he would um, isolate him from his family. He would threaten him what? with things like, oh, like, if you don't do X, they're going to come and arrest you. I'm going to call the cops they're gonna come and arrest you. So something that, you know, somebody of his caliber would fall for. What a shitty. Fuck. And yeah, what what a shitty human being. Right. Like I said, I said, I hope I hope this guy gets out. Whatever. Can whatever he, get he charged gets, with anything, I guess that, that that requires jail time or is it just going to be like the the payment to him? Is it um, like a civil like is it a, just a civil thing or does it become like a criminal? Well, I guess I he would imagine, have. I mean, the physical abuses, right? You could you could do something with that. Um, I don't know because, like you said, he, he was getting paid, but not getting paid for his whole time. No, but he's clearly being taken, uh, clearly being taken advantage of. Oh man, dude! Like, yeah, it's for, for people are assholes, bro. So, do you know like what happens if you don't pay your employees as if they're hourly per se, right? If if you don't pay them, do they? Does the does the company the company just gets fined, right? You don't go to yeah. you don't go to yeah, jail. You don't go to jail. The company gets fined. Now there are uh, obviously once you get. Like if you're a habitual kind of offender or um, once it gets to like, a, I guess, something considered like an extreme measure, then I think there is jail time. I guess it would be proving that it's that it meets that threshold because your companies, even the biggest ones, right? You have uh, uh, like uh, directors that are listed or, or managers or officers of the company, if you will. Those are the people who will ultimately do the jail time or be charged in court for stuff. So no matter how big the company is. So in this oh, case, it would really? be, yeah. So in this case, it would be like the private owners. But if you go to like a, you know, any big brand, there's going to be like, like a, 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 a list of officers officially wherever the company's registered and those officers assume responsibility for anything the company does. Oh, wow. So if something were to happen, those are the people responsible for it. So yeah. they could serve jail time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's under your watch. I mean, the chances of it happening are very like, you know, like one of the extreme cases I can think of is like the whole Enron thing. Yep. Um, you know, where their officers, I, I think those guys serve jail time and maybe a ton of mostly fines. I mean, the big part of it was just fines. Yep. But uh, I think some of those guys did serve either jail time or at least like probation or something like that. Like they were they were charged with with crimes. Um, yeah, it's so shitty, man. Because too, this guy can protect himself. Uh, um like behind this, this like like he's if he's paying this whole five hundred k, I bet you the insurance of the establishment covers it, right? If you get sued, usually assuming you're you're on the up and up from a business perspective, the insurance for your business is going to cover that lawsuit. So like, there's no sweat off this guy's back. I mean, 
if he doesn't get charged with anything in court and and, and unless he he has to pay restitutions because he was charged personally with a crime. Like if it was just this guy suing the company per se, like right. the, then this guy's kind of getting off easy, depending on like the semantics of how they. Yeah, that would suck, man. Like I said, I hope I hope this dude gets everything that's coming to him, man, because <sighs> you're taking, just that, to taking take advantage, advantage of someone people, like man, that, man. Like, I would feel shitty even like. Like taking advantage of someone like that, like just like people who just don't know better. You know what I mean? Like t- take the IQ thing aside, man. But like if you just if you just know, oh, like this person's well intentioned and just doesn't understand like the right. stuff that's going on for you to just take advantage of that, man. Like as as a person, dude, I'm like that's fucking shitty, man. I don't mind it when it's us to the company, <laughs> but, when <it's, laughs> but when it's you abusing. But you know what? When it's us, when it's when it's the sort of the little guy to the to the company you're sort of going against the entity right it's not necessarily the human yeah i, I think that when when you you know in this case it's uh it's it's you doing it's a human to a human it's it's an owner of a company doing it to the human and i think that that's that's the factor that just like just doesn't sit well with me man it's just yeah. it's almost like in that case it's like slavery because you're treating someone as as less than yeah you are and i think you know obviously we were talking about the comparisons to slavery before i think this and i don't know this guy but i'm gonna assume that this man would have treated anyone in a vulnerable position like that the same way right black white brown whatever if if he felt like he could take advantage of them i don't know that he took advantage of this guy because he was black right he probably took advantage of him because of his the low iq yeah you know and the poor guy didn't know better that's shitty man and i wonder damn man i guess at what point do you have like family that looks after you or well according to the article man he was saying that that the that this boss was sort of like I, somehow isolating him from his family so maybe the family for for a period of time didn't really know didn't what even going know what's going on man because i'd like to think we know our kids pretty well right and i think if we had a kid that you're like yeah that's my slow one you know, like you'd probably have your eyes on them more yep. or look out for people trying to take advantage of them because I would be afraid that somebody would take advantage. Like if I had a, a, a son or a daughter who like I knew like, oh, yeah, you're, you're kind of gullible or maybe your IQs and all there. Like, but you know what, man, shit. working somewhere for 30 years, I think after a certain time you go like, oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's good. good. Yeah. You know, he's right. been in that same place. They, they treat him right. Yeah. They're changing owners. But, you know, he's been yeah, unless he tells you something. Yeah. Because I guess you would ask questions like, yeah, man, you're working a lot lately and he might just go like yeah the boss yeah. needs me a lot yeah you might go cool yeah. he asked me to stay yeah. you're like you're like bet a lot of dishes in the ot yeah <laughs> maybe that's when it comes up what's the ot <laughs> you be like the overtime ain't you getting paid more he's like nah i'm actually getting less <laughs> he told me it was to my benefit to make pay me for 30 hours instead of 40 said there was a tax break <laughs> he said the cops were gonna arrest me for the extra 10 hours <laughs> so fucked up bro he probably did oh my god dude this dude in italy did did you hear about this guy bro the guy in italy no oh my god bro this dude skipped work for 15 years straight <laughs> you see how we immediately switched bro to like that shit's funny right this other stuff is is sad, but you flip it and that's funny because the company isn't in a vulnerable state, bro. That's right. Yeah, fuck them. They could, <laughs> they clearly could afford to pay this guy for how long? Fifteen years. Bro, Fifteen years, and he's a public sector employee, <laughs> which makes it even better because I guess he works for a hospital. Yo, <laughs> the best shit that I was thinking, like, yo, what job do you have at a hospital that nobody notices you're gone for fifteen years? Ooh. What job could you possibly have at a hospital? It's not, I mean, like, fuck, you moving bodies? Like, fuck. dead bodies around? I would think someone would notice that. 
Your janitor? No. Shit gets dirty. Right, shit gets dirty. Like, how does someone know that you're just, yo, this dude just didn't show up for his shift for 15 years, bro, and he was getting paid the whole time? I mean, clearly it's not anything important, right? Because he would know. I'm trying to think of what's not important, bro. But you know what, dude? Maybe this, like... That's why the emergency room waits to be so You know what it is, dude? It's that that I think in those situations, it's got to be... It's got to be like management knows who's working and, and so who is scheduled. So that's all good. There's been no This new is just manager. some payroll, bro. This is some payroll shit. This is some HR shit, bro. Oh, that's true, bro. It's just some person. Yeah, like people are scheduled for getting, shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's running fine. They just never nope. communicated that this dude's gone. Yeah. Or they did and HR somebody just never. The yeah, somebody got to drop the ball. Yeah, Does that ever happen to you, bro? Shit like that never happens shit to like me. That. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that shit happened to me once. Yeah, not for that long. I got a month of pay. Oh, that's dope. I just kept getting it, and I did reach out because at first I thought, oh, maybe it's like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe the the the, the schedule of the payroll thing is all off, right? And I'm not gonna name the company because they're gonna try to come for the money. But Juana <laughs> <laughs> hasn't worked in too many places. But, but it was a pretty big company, <laughs> and uh, I remember reaching out like, hey man, like you guys, uh, like I'm still getting checks. <laughs> the girl was like. Yeah, like just uh, I'll put it in was, and I probably should have never called, but I I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like after like two weeks extra, I went, oh maybe I just did it like like maybe I calculated wrong like right. how many how much time after right, and then it's like a month later I'm still getting paid, and I was like, hmm. I would imagine that if they wanted to come after you at some point, right? Like if you just l- l- kept it rolling, yeah. They could come after you, you could. for the money, but then I guess if the money is gone, you have not, nothing to give. Yeah, I think what happens, man, it depending on the amount of money. Um, most companies and most accounting departments, payroll, probably it isn't worth the hassle of having to chase that. And then you got to just like deal with so much like shit internally that you're just like, all right, bro, I just put it in now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, just stop it. Yeah. For lack of a better thing. Like some people just don't want to have to go to somebody and go, yo, I've been paying so-and-so for a month and now I got to go like, <laughs> yeah. So they're probably like, oh, yeah, yeah. We just shut that off. Um, <laughs> Does that get caught by auditors? Mm-mm. No, right. It has to be so. They, wouldn't, they would never know. It has to be so substantially large. I think for it to stand out. Um, because what when when a company's audited, they test for like the reasonability of like everything, like an expense or revenue or whatever. So no, something like that. Like if if, if you overpaid someone by like five thousand dollars, unless it happens to be the person that they selected, like they'll randomly select individuals and look at stuff. Unless that happens to be the person that gets selected and then they look at every payroll register and then they're gonna compare it to hours like clock in, clock out. But if like like I was salaried, for example, in that role, you wouldn't like you'd have to go as far as going like, oh, did this person quit? Like, what was their last day? And like, you'd have to take it so many layers deep that it would never probably stand out. Like, it'd oh, be wow. so difficult. It would have to be so substantially large. Like, I know of scenarios where people were overpaid, like say a bonus, like in hundreds of thousands of dollars. That might stand out because they might be like, okay, what triggered that bonus? Right. But even then, depending on the company, a hundred thousand dollars is like a rounding thing. Like, it doesn't even throw off like. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like uh, shit like that never happens to me. <laughs> I would, I think about that shit all the time. Like I wonder if I never said anything. Like I felt after I said, it, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "I would have been getting paid for two jobs for you know who knows how." Long. Yeah, like they come back to you, you're like, I don't know. I just figured maybe they thought they underpaid me for a couple of years. Yeah, I thought I'm like, this is great. What a great place to work for. <laughs> like, they take care of you. I thought it was my pension. <laughs> 
I was like, they said I would get it's something. It's like an early retirement. <laughs> I was like, what a great place to work for. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah. Yo, man, speaking of getting paid, bro, you see the fucking NFL draft <laughs> this week? Bro, yeah, I mean, shout out to those kids all about to make uh, the boatload of money. Uh, hopefully, it's not your last contract. <laughs> Yo, I love all the, uh, there was a couple of guys that, that was, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of bring their family on there, and they're like, you can tell that it just changed like their families' lives. Yeah, and or like I, 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 one guy I can't remember where he was from, but um, he was like, "My mother's never gonna have to work again." You know, my mother's you know bust her ass, and she's my hero. And you know, I'm gonna buy a new house, and she never has to work again. That's that's gotta feel so cool, man, to just be like provide for yourself and your family that way, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, the story, I, I, so I like this year that they did almost like a hybrid of what they did last year because I really liked the virtual one last year because you got to see them in their like in their home yep. and with their family. You had more people. This and there time was still I, some of that. Yeah, and this time, yeah, they did some of that, and then they did even the ones that were present. They had like private rooms yep. where they had family with them and stuff like that. And normally it's like one or two, like your mom and your dad are with you. And yep. I like the idea that they have like you know a slightly bigger group and you get to see like the. I, I know ESPN be chomping up the bit whenever somebody got like a hard story, like a like a rough life. They'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, your mom and your dad died. Tell us more." <laughs> and they just film the whole like thing. <laughs> well, that dude. Did you see the guy from uh, Penn State? I think it's um, is it Micah Parsons? Oh yeah, yeah, the linebacker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I read some of his story, man, and and he's one of those stories where. Um, his his mom was like a single mom. I think she already had like two kids, and then he came along. And when she got pregnant with him, she seriously, seriously contemplated like I need to abort because I I can't afford another can't child. Afford another, yeah. And so another kid that was sort of ne- you know almost never was. Man, dude, that that, that came up, and 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 he's uh, apparently he's always been like an exceptional athlete, but he only played one year of college, which is crazy, dude. Yeah, it's nuts. But I mean, in that one year, he just played like. He went, he went top 10, right? Top 11? Yeah, it's he was he was definitely, he was right after after Chicago's. And, and I thought that's who you guys were going to take. We yep. were joking around. <laughs> when, when Chicago moved up, I went, they're about to take a linebacker. And, I, and that's who I was talking about. And I was about to take this, this Micah kid. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. It would be bro. so on brand. Oh it would be God, so on bro. brand, dude. So, so for those of you who have not seen, my Chicago Bears finally picked a quarterback that's, that's worth a shit. Um, Justin Fields, congrats to that guy. Um, hopefully, he's excited to come to Chicago, it man. Seems like a good he guy. didn't look excited, bro. Did you see that shit? Yeah, I couldn't figure looked, out. Like, yeah, I was like, either either he's like, fuck, you know, all quarterbacks go to Chicago to die, or or he's just pissed that he that slid. he was that he slid that far. That's what I thought. I go, okay, maybe he's just pissed that he slid down. That's my guess. Because when I initially saw you're right, when I initially saw his face, I was like, damn man, you would think you would be more excited, but then I thought, man, if he's competitive and he's going, yo, I went 11 for real or 12 whatever, like right. he's probably like for real and then yeah. think about, bro, so they took the guy he beat in the championship. Yeah, they took they took um who was the other guy from? He's from BYU or Stanford? No, BYU, right? Yep. They took uh, uh, the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson. That dude. Yeah. And they Trey took Lance, Trey Lance. From who, had, a, who didn't even from play a D, last from year. From a D2 school. D2 school and didn't even play last year. Right. And so I'm wondering if if he goes, really? Like, you you think that those guys are better than me? Now, he's a guy that, that's, that, that came out of uh, high school, like, heavily recruited, uh, went to Georgia, didn't play, ended up getting uh, replaced by Jake Fromm, and then he... 
got shipped off to uh it's crazy because jake from is he a backup in the nfl now I don't, i'm trying to think i know he got drafted I but i don't even drafted, know if he's, but like, he's not starting which is nuts man you think of like him or like even joe burrow remember joe burrow got like ousted from ohio state that's right where's that guy who whoever replaced joe burrow probably it was uh, wasn't it dwayne haskins wasn't it haskins man yeah you could I'm be trying right. to think man yeah it could have been ha- who knows man yeah no that, but, that sounds right actually you know what? what though? I shouldn't say that those guys weren't good. I think the game in college uh, doesn't always, especially at the quarterback uh, position, it doesn't translate to the NFL the same way. It's so different. It's so different, man. I think it's. I think it's more so translates now than it, than it used to. You know, where you would have like these running quarterbacks in college, and then they wouldn't translate well in in uh, in the NFL. But I think I kind of feel like the NFL is is changing more to that either. Either they're changing more to the college style, or the college is changing more towards the NFL. They're, I they're think they're embracing more. it more, right? Like, because it's more entertaining. But I look at the teams that all have won titles in the last five years. None of them have done it with like an athletic quarterback. Not like, true. Like Patrick Mahomes is a statue. I mean, he can throw. Oh, you mean uh, yeah, NFL yeah, yeah. teams? Like yeah, NFL teams. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. no NFL teams have won a, a title with an athletic quarterback. Like like Brady can't move for shit. Right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has an exceptional arm and throws some crazy angles. But he's not good on his feet. Like I wouldn't consider Patrick Mahomes athletic, per se. Uh, I disagree yeah. with that one, man. Yeah, he's. Think- I mean, he's not. He's not like. Um, who's a dude from Baltimore? Yeah, no. That's exactly. He's not Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not Lamar Jackson, man. But it's. But but the guy can move. The guy can. The guy can get you a first down. You know, when when you need it. I've when seen needed. I've but- seen him. You know, before he like messed his knee up or whatever that was. The, the guy. The guy can move pretty good. But anyway, like. I was super excited, man, to see this dude get picked up just as a as a fan. I, I think I think there was an episode um on this podcast where I was just like, that's it. I'm finished with the Bears. I think it's when they got <laughs> when they picked up Andy Dawson. I was trying to recruit you, bro, to the to the Titans. Yeah. And they picked up Andy Dawson. I was like, I, I I'm finished, man. But now they got this guy. I'm like, all right. But you know what I also think? So the GM and the and the head coach, they were in the last year of their contract. Okay. I I think this has bought them another year. Yeah, because they'll get a pass. They'll get a pass get on a pass this one. I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned like, oh, that's where quarterbacks go to die. Because I think where people go matters so much, man. Like if Patrick Mahomes goes to the Oakland Raiders at that time, right? He's not Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, you know, if Tom Brady gets drafted by the Cleveland Browns, he's not Tom Brady. Yeah, no, true. Like where you end up. So for Justin Fields, the thing that worries me with him is I wasn't sold on him as an NFL quarterback yet. And then the fact that he went to Chicago, who's the old coordinator? Is it a new guy now, or is it the well, same guy from? I think it's the same guy, but uh, Matt Nagy is calling the plays, so which I don't like, right? I, I think I think Matt Nagy is one of those guys that he was an offensive coordinator, you know, under Andy Reid, yeah, and he's just he's he hasn't been able to let that go. Yeah, yeah, and that so that's the part that worries me is like, are these guys going to hold him back, or maybe these guys finally have a like a guy that they go, oh, okay, like what I like to run, this guy can can right. do. Be, because they, they weren't good enough to shift their, their I guess, whatever their system is to cater to someone. Like the guy from, like I'll give credit to the guy from uh, Baltimore, shifted, like Lamar Jackson, for as much shit as even I give him, I think he led the league in passing uh, uh, touchdowns last year. Um, 
So, like, credit to the guy who runs that offense was like, okay, he can run, so let's use his strong skill set. And he's a guy who's been around the league for a long time. And normally I knock these coordinators who are, like, 60 years old because I'm like, I, like, where, where in, in any industry, where are you 60, like, getting better <laughs> or, like, good at your job still, right? But, like, uh, to, to uh, uh, Rome, I think it's Roman, uh, something Roman, man, Greg Roman or whoever. But anyway, the, the O coordinator in Baltimore has shifted his old uh, kind of like play calling style and his system to fit maybe the strong shoots that Lamar Jackson has. And Lamar has done, he's done well. Like I, I as much as I hate the Ravens, right, as a Titans fan, um, and I still don't think Lamar Jackson is a, a, a passing quarterback per se. He did lead the league and I think passing touchdowns or whatever, passing yards, something. He led the league. Yeah. Something. And I'm like, I got it. And I do think some of that is is skewed because you run so much that the pass just happens to be open a lot for you, right? When teams are only defending the run, it does open up like the passing lanes. Like my eyeballs, I see him throw and I'm like, oh yeah, you can't throw outside the numbers. Like, I don't think that you can convince me otherwise because like I can see it, right? Like I watch him throw and I'm like, oh yeah, you can't throw outside the numbers. Maybe you don't have to. Like maybe you can get away with just throwing down the middle to a tight end the whole time. And that's fine. And if you win games that way and you're making it to AFC title yep, games that way, like, it, hey, bro. that's it. Like, like, what else could you ask him for? So, um, yeah, man, I think, I, so that's my worry with Justin Fields. I, 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 But I do, like oddly enough, man, I think... I think he'll be fine there, man. I think he'll be okay. Like I, I, this was the first draft, man, that I felt like people went to places that fit them. Like, f- especially the quarterbacks. I went, wow, these guys are all in situations. Like, like even the kid who went to fifteen, Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is an NFL quarterback, but I went, yeah, what? the Patriots the will Patriots. make him that. Yeah, yep. The, I was like, the Patriots will make him that because they'll mask him enough. They'll they'll mask his weak points enough. Like you know, like they made Matt Castle look great. They made Jimmy Garoppolo look great, and you can go. But Belichick's going to tell this, like, from day one, he's going to be like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, you do this. Or, or McDaniels, they're a coordinator. I'm like, they're going to make him look good. That's, like, the perfect scenario because I don't think he was talented enough to overcome a bad coach. But he's going to be fine in a scenario like this. I'll be honest, man. When 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 the Bears moved up to, was it number 10 or 11, mm-hmm. um, I was I was thinking either linebacker or they're going to take Mac Jones. Oh, they're going to take Mac Jones. Yep. See, and, and, I, and I'm like, oh, please, please. So they got – they picked the guy that I wanted, but who the hell am I, right? So let's let's see. No, nah, I, think, I think that's the right pick, man, because I, I, I would take him over Mac Jones. And I think, if nothing else, he'll be a funner watch than Mac Jones. Mac Jones, there's nothing dynamic. He's not athletic. There's nothing like – I think, if anything else, Justin Fields – if Justin Fields starts week one, he's at least going to be fun to watch, even if he's getting blasted. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be – there's something about his style of play and, and, and like the swagger that he kind of carries himself with. Mac Jones is just like, ugh, like I don't know, man. He's beige curtains, bro. He's just, and he was on a team with just like amazing talent. No one in Alabama is a good quarterback, bro. In the NFL, no one, no one. You have such good talent around you, bro. You could stick me and you under center in Alabama, and if we can throw twenty yards, we'll be fine. Be like, bro, just throw it up. <laughs> like, hand it off. Yeah, hand, yeah, or, or, yeah or hand it off because you always hand have, it off like, to one of our three yeah, stellar running backs. Yeah, yeah, even the third <laughs> string running back is like a Heisman runner up. You're like, bro, it's just, I just never trust anybody from Alabama. You throw into people who are just wide open all the time. I think I've bitched about this on here before. It's like, yeah, man. So I don't know, man. People in Alabama are always good. So I'm always like, Skeptical on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, shit, I agree. man. I agree. There, there's um I don't even know how I feel about the, the Titans draft, uh, because they took a corner and while they need a corner, the corner they took is always hurt. I was gonna say your defense has always been your worry. Yeah, this this past season the defense was so bad. Yeah, so I mean they, they gotta go defense. So 
the pick I think was right in terms of the position. The kid they drafted is always hurt. I think to the point where he didn't even play last season. Had he played the year before, there was talk that he was like a top 10, maybe even top five pick. Like that's how talented he is. So, but they picked like 22. So it either works out really well and he looks like a genius or this kid like plays two games in the NFL because I think the injury too is like a back injury that he's always uh, had. And backs are like, yeah, like. But I, that's, that's everything, bro. Yeah, man. That's the whole thing. And that doesn't go away. I you ever like. got a back injury, man? Dude, yeah, man. I had <laughs> back pains for years, dude. Like. It never goes away. No, it's like you need it for everything. You need it to sit down and take a shit. Yeah, so that's stand, part, stand everything. up. You walking. don't realize how much you use yeah, your back, dude, dude until until it's hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's it sucks. So yeah, we'll see, man. I think, dude, Trevor Lawrence, man, like uh, the Jags had a good draft. I think dude, even the guy they took after you him. mean the the Clemson Jaguars? Yeah, yeah, for real. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah, they, they took his teammates. They took right? the uh, Etienne, right? Yeah, Etienne or whatever. Etienne, yeah, yeah. yeah, and whatever. then and then they took a lot of um a lot of teams did that where they were taking quarterbacks that or receivers that quarterbacks who already played for them used to oh, play with the, in college, like, like the Bengals, right? Like the, the Bengals, Bengals took who, the Le, Le, was it, is it Le Chase? Yeah, who uh, uh, did you see? T- uh, bro, Twitter was on fire the night. Oh of the draft. no, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't get on. I, I, dude, Twitter on NFL Sundays is my favorite favorite during the nfl draft it's so good um but like and it was so on point the bengals offensive line is terrible and they like in the first round they're like yeah we're gonna take a wide receiver so the memes of of they were like here's joe burrow his first step back pass and there was like like you know like a train running over a person or whatever (laughs) (laughs) bro they had the uh, the the kids from the little giants you remember the movie the little giants they're like joe burrow's offensive line next year <laughs> like the, did like they, they not took take this, any offensive offensive line? Not that no. I know of, and if they did, they took them so far later on. But when they picked, there were like top five offensive linemen still available, like as far oh, as like wow. the whole thing, and they didn't take one. It's like, dude, take the boring pick in this scenario. Yep. Like, uh, it's just, it's like you know, it's fucking Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys suck, right? They haven't made the playoffs. But one of the things they did do well was for years, they just drafted old linemen. They did the boring thing. And then they went and got a running back in Elliott, and then they got Dak. Right. And those guys perform well because their whole line gives them all day, right? Or they, yep. or they run block really well. I'm like, dude, just the Patriots. Tom Brady was clean for years because the Patriots drafted a wall <laughs> like in front of him. I'm like, dude, just take the boring thing. A, a, a wall and slot receiver. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, listen, who's Jewish in the draft? <laughs> Can he catch? <laughs> That's what they did for Tom Brady. Who's the Jewish guy? Is that can he catch? under 5'8? <laughs> Does he look like he can't play football? <laughs> if he looks like a soccer player <laughs> with a Jewish last name, that's who we want. <laughs> I don't care what school he goes to. <laughs> yeah, did you see um Trevor Lawrence? So so speaking of him, right? So the Jags take him number one overall. What I found interesting was so he's already signed a deal with um blockfolio okay oh yeah you were telling me about this right so um he's, he's got to deal with those guys I don't, I don't know i don't know what it's for i don't know what the money is but the interesting part of it is is that he's taking his bonus in cryptocurrency my, you know which one in bitcoin my, my assumption is bitcoin I, I didn't I, I don't i don't know for a fact but my assumption is that that seems to be the move right now dude that's the that's, guys man. dude this whole cryptocurrency nft stuff which is like cryptocurrency 2.0 right what this yeah. kind of like the slang term for nfts um you know for those of you who don't know or who have been not 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 in, not investing and and what have you like the cryptocurrencies have been going crazy 
um, this this week, especially actually, in, I would say in the last few weeks. The last few weeks, man, crypto's been on fire. Yeah, it's been it's been really crazy, and so I found it interesting at how much so. So like Trevor Lawrence doing this doing this piece with uh with with Blockfolio, I saw that um who's the kid from Alabama the 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 receiver the Heisman Trophy winner oh uh, Devontae Smith yes so he's doing an NFT. Which, for those of you who don't know, N- NFT, what the hell does it stand for? I did it Non-fungible right. token. That's it. So, essentially, it's, it's, a, it's a way to, um, I don't know, g- give, me, give me the right words for this, to mark a, uh, a, a digital a asset. digital asset, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, so a digital asset being a photo, a song, um, uh, uh, anything, any type of file that's digital, yeah, you right. can mark it with an NFT, presumably, and it essentially... Um, it, it gives it authenticity. So in scenarios where you're not sure if something is authentic, an NFT is like the, the reason it's non-fungible is because you can't fake it. You can't right. make it up. It's 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 tied to the blockchain. You can verify its authenticity. Um, and then it allows companies to like sell. Like if, if you want to go, hey, like here's this, you know, here's this item, whatever it is. Well, let's, let's say it's a let's say it's a picture or or a video. You can go. We're only releasing a hundred. Yep. And, you know, Juan Lorenzo owns number two of a hundred. And, and, and then later on, if that's worth something, you know, he can sell that. Yeah. And it's so, like how people do like the limited releases. Now they'll number something like yep. whether it's like a commemorative uh, it could be, football or yep. whatever. And they'll number it could them. be a car. They do, they do it with vehicles. Yep. Cars. I mean, yep. so he's doing he's doing a, an NFT on his draft day, which I'm assuming is going to be a video. I think he's working on it. Um, but I just found it really interesting over the last week, all the articles that I've been reading about um, guys taking taking either uh, choosing to to convert their salaries into cryptocurrency. There's the guy. Is it Sean? What the hell is his name? I wrote it down here. Oh, um, well, Sean Coken. Yeah. So Chiefs tight end. Yep. He's taking his entire salary, which isn't the, which isn't a, a ton for NFL salary, but he's getting paid about 920K. He's taking all of it. And he's putting it into crypto. He's committed all of it to crypto. I wonder if, if that, well, I get it depends what crypto. I wonder if, like, there's a guy from the Ravens who did, like, half of his. And mm-hmm. and he did it when it was, like, at, like, 13 grand per Bitcoin. Ooh, and he did wow. his entire Bitcoin. You know, obviously, so his salary went from, like, you know, whatever it was, five mil a year to, like, times that by five or whatever uh, a Bitcoin is at at the time, four. I wonder if that time has passed, like if these guys are late to the game or does it still work out for them because they're, they're getting paid and like there's still room for it to grow. Even if it's five, 10 percent, it's five, 10 percent of 900 K is still 100 K. Like yep. still more than what I had before. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. So either way, it's a smart move. And then I guess their their patience will pay off if they're willing to just sit on it until it goes up, assuming they don't need to liquidate yep. like sooner. Yeah, it's it's but interesting, dude, man. I like, was thinking about this stuff, man. And I'm going, what does this mean for the banks, right? Because eventually, if if this takes off and it it is taking off, mm-hmm. right, the whole cryptocurrency folks are starting to to pay attention, and if they're starting to demand salaries in this, um, also companies are beginning to accept this, right? Yeah. Um, I want to say eBay is looking into accepting cryptocurrency. Um, you told me about another one earlier today what was the one that you said oh uh, new egg accepts uh crypto right. new egg for anybody who like orders computer equipment stuff like that they sell um electronics they accept it um there's other companies that 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 accept it as well and um like ethereum right now right if you want to buy an, an nft 
Ethereum seems to be the 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 uh, cryptocurrency of choice. Yep. So like it's coming. And so I'm wondering from from the bank's perspective, at what point do they start to crying to the government, you know, like going, hey, you know, what about us? It depends on the bank's positions in crypto, too. Right. Like certain banks are going to be like, we're good with that because we own very bullish positions in crypto very early on. So for them, maybe it's 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 worthwhile. Yeah. the idea behind crypto is like there's no central kind of uh, uh, authority, right? So the banks are obviously controlled by the government and have bodies, they have entities that they kind of answer to. And obviously the the dollars in circulation depend on the country. And obviously that has someone that it answers to and they control it. They control how much is out. Crypto doesn't have that, right? Like there's no, there's no centralized bank per se, right? Like it's multiple individuals with, with who are mining and whatever. Like, so right. you, you couldn't necessarily stop the mining of crypto because it's all over the world. It would require like this massive effort. But I wonder to your point, like if the banks start bitching enough, do you, do you almost control it by regulation by telling people, Hey, you're just not allowed to accept it. And then at that point, do you kind of kill it from that perspective? Like if you're the government and you step in and you go, Hey, if you're a U.S. entity, you're not allowed to accept we don't we don't recognize these as monetary value. And then I guess you're going to have lawsuits there on how can you tell me what not to accept as right. because maybe I don't want currency. Maybe I want to barter and I want to barter for this this asset that is a crypto currency or whatever. And so, yeah, who, who cares? What if I want to take buckets of water for goods and services or whatever? Like I, it's going to be an interesting yeah, thing crazy, because bro. the government's going to have to like. I don't think you can gonna slow it down. Lightly, They're going to have to tread lightly. Yeah, man. And I think from what I've noticed is governments are actually buying into it, a lot of them. Um, I'm thinking they're just going to go all in on it because they can't. It, it's, it's too much of a concerted effort to fight it. Or I've also seen a lot of the countries that are really embracing it are kind of the corrupt ones, man, like Venezuela. Um <laughs> And so from that perspective, oh, in that do you case, just they go, like, yeah, do you just go like, eh, like there's like, we can't let those guys get too powerful. And do you as a nation, this, or, or as like a collection of nations, you know, the U.S. and a bunch of other powers go like, yeah, yeah, let's devalue this. Like, like you need to pass regulation that anyone in, in any company doing business in the U.S. can't accept this as a form of tender or. I just wonder, can they do that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be uncharted territories. Like, can you do that? I'm of the belief that like like I'm all in, man. I think like right now, man, like maybe 90 percent of my entire portfolio is crypto. That's in probably one good. Form I think I think I think the out of my investment portfolio is like probably sixty percent. Yeah, man. I'm like I'm so all in on it right now. Um, because NFT, man, you were saying like what happens to banks, and you're right. Like you won't need banks if you can do something like this because you're you essentially have a ledger that you can prove who owns what. Right. I also, and we were talking about this earlier off air, it's like title companies. If you've ever bought a house, right, you have to hire a title company and you're essentially paying these people a couple hundred bucks or in some cases thousands of dollars just for like insurance to say, hey, if someone has claim to that house, like then they essentially cover, I guess, the the, right. the purchase. You don't need to prove that. Like you can, so, and that's basically right now, you can't really prove who owns a house, even though you bought it. Like, there's no saying that, like, some person abandoned it and walked off at some point in time. And they're like, no, I still own that. Right. Like, who knows? Right. Like, there's you would hope there's paperwork and there's documentation that's tracked it over time. I built my house. But right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you built it. So you're good, hopefully. Right. But then you go, what happens? To, uh, um, so these companies are essentially making money off something of the like, well, what if it's not? Right. And you have like a title company or proof of ownership. Right. You still need them. NFTs, man. If, if you if you have the documentation in a blockchain. 
what do you need a title company for? Yeah. Like, I think this is going to eliminate certain industries altogether. Like, it's just any industry, dude, that has to do with proving, like, documentation. It's like, no, why? Just have an NFT. It's it's tied to a blockchain. It keeps it forever. It's like, uh, I forgot what podcast it was, but they were literally talking about, like, think of, like, a ledger that, like, the mob would keep. It, like, literally shows. It, it's for lack of a better description. It's like if you had a diary of, like, I don't know, here's this baseball card. Here's who's owned it. Forever. Over, forever. Forever. And every yeah. single person and who they sold it to and who it went to, like it never, it, like it, and it can't go away. You can't and, delete and the it. Same, and the same thing goes for the actual currency. Yes. The currency just has that, that it's, it's linked to the blockchain and it just keeps the history forever. Yeah. Like there's no, you can't. And I know some people are like, well, what do you do when you do it for nefarious like reasons? Well, you know who did it. I guess what's going to happen there is like, how do you control where because you can't go and and seize it right because it's it can be anywhere in the world yep you can't just take it but as far as the tracking of it it's there it's in the blockchain like the 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 once the the blockchain has been i guess connected to the next kind of grouping in there there's no going back like you can't undo that you can't delete it you can't and i think the computer power that it would require to do that it's like a collective effort of like millions of computers. Yep. So it's almost impossible to like go back. I think in the early days of like Bitcoin, there was a lot of uh, hacks. It's, it would be so difficult to pull off now and it would have to be so orchestrated that like it's almost more secure than than, than a bank. Yeah. And then the um, so going back to the to the NFTs, um, I saw that the NBA is doing stuff with the NFTs. Mm-hmm. They're doing they, then they have like a like a whole website um dedicated to it to where they're doing it's like, like their NFT basketball card video. now right so instead yeah. of having an actual basketball card you do an nft which is a digital basketball card basically right. yeah they're doing that and then um i saw even some some rappers are getting in on the game yeah. um to where they're doing like they're doing the nft but then you know with our younger generation that's into gaming it'll be like oh if you buy this nft you'll get access to my concerts you get access to my gta server you know things like that that that, that are appealing to, to, to yeah, younger generations. Younger generations, man. Dude, it's it's sort of funny, man. That whenever I've uh, talked NFT to like um, and I don't fully understand it all the way yet, right? Like I have a very basic kind of generic understanding of it, but their arguments are always like, "Who cares if I own the original of that?" And I'm, my 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 like comeback to them is always like, "Dude, I can go to like Bed Bath and Beyond and buy the Mona Lisa, but I don't own the That's Mona right. Lisa." Like this, you just have to shift your mindset. Like I think when people think of like a digital thing, they think of like, yeah, but why? If I if I have the same basketball card that anybody has, like it's true. If you have an NFT, everyone can have that image. That doesn't mean that people can't get it. That means no one has the original or the one of or, you know, like whatever that is. There's hysterical because I'll hear that made as like the argument against it. I go, we don't buy less paintings. In fact, we all go to home goods store all the time and buy all these paintings that aren't the original and spend ridiculous amounts of money on for copies. So what do you, and then the guys who buy the originals who could get a copy pay millions of dollars for them. Like it's the same, same concept, right? Like you want to be one of the ones who owned the original piece of whatever it is. Yeah. And then, and, and then you know that whatever it is that you own is, is worth something. It's authentic, dude. Right. I, I've seen, you know, it's funny, man. I'm wondering at what point do brands like you think of like high end, um, uh, uh, clothing brands or like uh, apparel brands start using this to like verify the authenticity of like clothing or purses or oh, shoes wow. or like like the bootlegging industry right like like you can't bootleg a pair of Gucci sneakers anymore right because maybe there's an NFT tag that comes with that shoe like I know of clothing companies now like um, Armani for example 
they have barcodes now that you scan on it and the barcode is authentic to that clothing article and it tells you exactly kind of the, the path of it so you'll know whether or not it's for real. And that's how they like have their authenticity, um, I guess, verified now to make sure you're not buying like a bootleg clothes. But I wonder if for NFT, is it like a like a QR code that's yeah, on there? That's basically you can... a QR code on the um, on the tag, on the, tag. On the actual like shirt tag or the pants tag or the oh yeah. wow, it's not even on the um, it's not even on the tag that's on the actual not, item, not like the, the paper the tag. tag. No, no, it's on the actual do. tag where yeah. like the washing the one you always cut are. off. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The itchy one. Yeah. The, the one with the washing instructions that, that you don't follow on. on now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because it literally has a, a QR code on it now. And it'll and it'll give you like the oh that makes yep. sense. And it'll take you back to the website, like, yep, this is good. Like and it'll take give you like a whole history. And I guess if you didn't buy it from wherever it says like the path of it, then you know like, oh, this shit's fake. Like it, it's so you figure so much Dude, I, I mean, even from art authenticity, right? Because art, forged art is such a big industry too. Like you can't, just basically makes it so where you can't forge digital art, right? Or any, you know, any kind of digital asset in a sense. And then you could basically store other digital assets like without worrying about someone stealing the, right? Because if I take it from you, it's going to be like, oh yeah, no, that belongs to Sean. Yeah. It's so it yeah, that, dude, that's, this yeah that's changing crazy, the world, man. Like, I know there is I know there is worry about like cryptocurrency for mm-hmm. folks that don't that that don't are not really into it. Um, that you can lose it forever. I know there was that article yeah. there was that article right probably a few months back where the kid um, didn't remember his password, <sighs> right? And he was gonna he stood to yeah. lose about twelve million dollars. A guy bought Bitcoin when it was super low, let it go. I think he had enough that it was worth about twelve million. But he forgot his password, and I guess that like there's no one you can call. You can't call anybody and go. Yeah, I can't call Bank hey, of America and be like, my "Hey, my password." Yeah, which so that's changed now, it. right? Like that's changed now because if you obtain Bitcoin now, say from a reputable um, dealer, for lack of a better term, right? If you're buying it off of off of a crypto, of whether it's Coinbase or. Um, uh, uh, God, there's so many. Because you man. can, you can buy right. Let's just clear this up, right? You can buy stock in the currency, correct? But then that's what the, Robinhood, for example, right. you buy Stock in the currency, you can yeah. buy stock in the currency, and but it doesn't mean that you can spend it on things. No, you, have you to can't. Have you can't use it. You have to have a digital currency wallet, which so things like Coinbase, Binance, um, those companies uh, have digital wallets that then allow you to use it but i think when you buy it through them as long as you remember your login for these apps and these and they, these all all these places have now like reset methods and all that then it's safer where back then it was literally people mining them and saving them to like a thumb drive right and, and then, then you the have thumb to drive gets lost yep and then the thumb drive gets lost and you're like yeah you're screwed oh man because there was nowhere to like store it right like you didn't have a digital wallet you know like it's safer now obviously than it was back then i think about what about all the people man who had like crypto or bitcoin who didn't realize it at the time like i saw this story about this guy who like entered this contest and he won like 10 bitcoin like uh it was the prize and it was like yeah you win 10 bitcoin and and it didn't even like hey you go see okay so what thanks yeah, right. Yeah, and then from there to there, did that guy, like, buy a pizza with it? Like, there's always that story about the guy who bought, like, the most expensive pizza in the world because he bought, like, one cheese pizza and he used a Bitcoin at, like, Domino's or something like that. Yeah? Yeah, dude, he used a Bitcoin and bought a pizza. I forget. What, Wait, what was it worth at the time? 
like, like was it worth like twenty bucks or less than a hundred bucks okay. or something? Yeah. Right. But then when you do the math now, it's like yo, one oh, yeah, Bitcoin is fifty eight thousand dollars or whatever it is, yep. fifty six thousand dollars, and they're like, damn, this guy paid fifty eight thousand dollars for a cheese pizza. Was it worth it? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, he didn't know at the time that it was a. And it wasn't worth that then. No. Right. Or or, or was it? No, 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 no. Like when he bought it, was I it? I find it hard to believe that. Yeah, I would up. think that. But I always think about those people who won those contests and things like that where they just get it and do like, if you held on to it and maybe it's a thing you just forget about. And then one day do you go, oh shit, I won that contest. Let me go dig in my email to see if I have the like Bitcoin still. Or yeah, like, let me see if I go knows. find my password. Let me go find my password. <laughs> Dude, you figure they gave you 10 or 20? If they gave you 10, it's half a million bucks. Yep. If they gave you 20, you're a millionaire. Yeah, and you're bro. just like, oh, man. I think about the people, man, who, like, I know of folks who were into Bitcoin very early on, like, under a thousand bucks. And um, I think I bought some earlier and I sold at a gain, but not like, but not like this. No, man. I got, I might have gotten like 20%. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then, Dude, like, you think, I remember when it went up from like six to like 18,000. And then I was like, "No way, man!" Yeah. At eighteen thousand, it was a bargain, right? Who Dude, knew? I know people who sold at like the the the, the like four thousand dollar mark when you know because they bought it like three hundred bucks and right. then they went to like four grand and they were like, "Oh my god!" And they were like selling or even like the thirteen thousand dollar mark, and they're like, "Shit!" And then they sold it and then they tanked, and then not <laughs> long and behold, today it's like. Yeah, if I'd have held on to that for like two more years, it would have been worth, you know, 200K instead of like the 20K I got at the time or whatever it was. It's like, great. Oh, man. It's changing lives out there for some people, man. I was reading, uh, you know me, man. I was like, I was an early Doge adopter, not because I'm smart. Uh, it was literally just a like, eh, nothing to lose it's here. It's really cheap. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> that's literally what it was. I saw it one day years ago and I went, oh, that's so cheap. It, it'd be stupid not to even try it. Right. And it, and to me, I look at it like gambling where I'm like, oh, if I lose that, I lose it. I don't care. Like it was money that I was willing to yeah, lose. Yeah, even if you throw a couple hundred bucks, it's just like after a while, you don't even think, you don't think about it. You don't care. So like in my mind, like I did that and obviously it worked out, but <laughs> I, I was reading stories online, man. Uh, and this, um, like I've been uh, in these uh, like... Uh, like Reddit uh, threads and all that with like uh, Doge people. And uh, there was this guy, man, who, and I don't know if his story is true. It surely sounded true. But this guy was like, he had done really well. He had purchased a bunch of Doge with the stimulus money. So he got stimulus Ooh, money. Okay. It was still cheap. It was still under a penny. And he and he put like 1400 bucks of it into it or whatever, right? And he said he had a great job or whatever, but loses it during the pandemic at some point in time in an industry that should have done well, but lost his job. Like some weird story, right? Anyway. Loses his job, can't find a job, has like kids, has a wife, has whatever. He tries to kill himself because he goes like, yo, I can't provide for my family. Uh, so he tries Get to, out of yeah, here, dude, bro. kills himself because he, and I guess even like, I guess leaves a note or whatever. Like, hey, you know, here's the insurance money thing. You'll be able to collect, blah, 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 whatever. Dude survives uh, trying to kill himself. <laughs> ends up in the hospital, right? Like we've, we've I'm like he ends up in the hospital. And he sits for like weeks, and he doesn't really specify how he tried to kill himself or whatever. But then goes like at some point in the hospital, dude. He like I guess just looking through his stuff. He opens Give up me my phone. Yeah, basically, bro. <laughs> he says he grabs his phone and he starts and he just logs into his like investment account yeah. or whatever it was. And doesn't remember that he had put the fourteen hundred bucks into Doge, and he goes, and obviously it went from like less than a penny to like, you know, I think at the time where he did it, he he said it was at like thirteen cents or whatever it was, yeah. and he goes, it's, it was life changing money, like for him. He goes like, 
yeah, I'm sitting at home. I was collecting unemployment. I was able to pay all my bills. I'm still hanging out. Like he goes like, and I still have a lot of money left. Like I can live off another two or three years or whatever that's it was. Crazy, I'm like, bro. that's so nuts, dude. Like he, it, it was so crazy. He goes like, it changed my life. That, that'll that be you at some point. Bro, I'm telling you right now, bro, you can show up here one day, the whole fucking house is a studio. And I'll be like, I moved down the yeah. street, bro. I bought, like, I bought a main house. Yeah. We got the house next door. Yeah, we got and the one after that. We working on the pathways yeah. in between the three. Yeah. I'm like, should I build a bridge between them? What you think, man? I, shit, man. I, 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 yeah, I got lucky, man, because I'm not that smart, but I just... Just like, eh, nothing to lose. And uh, yeah, your boy about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Fucking fucking crypto, man. Did you just see uh I don't even I don't even want to talk politics, man, but uh fucking did you watch No, the I speech? did not watch Biden this uh, week. I wish, I, let me tell I, you wish I had it. All I saw was that he's gonna give me about seven fifty a week for six months. Fuck him. I'm not getting or that. a month a month rather. <laughs> no. Oh, bro. He, all, the, all those poor folks. Uh, I, and I never pay attention. These state of the unions or these, like, whatever the fuck this was, like, an address to Congress or whatever. Like, it's all a bunch of, like, it should be this and Americans shouldn't do that and blah, 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 right? It's right. a bunch of, like, empty promises. It's, like, almost like a campaign rally um, because you're, like, yeah, dude, aren't you the president? Like, if you wanted to make that happen, like, I feel like you could make that happen. Like, uh, so anyway, I don't pay too much attention to him. I did fucking pay attention to the tax uh, plan this guy has not only oh, from a corporate saying? perspective but like the you know speaking of like like and this ties into like the crypto thing is if you made a ton of money on crypto this year uh you, depending on when he passes this legislation and when you sell it, it could cost you 39.6 percent or like the 20 percent or whatever I fe- that it is i now. feel like that 39.6 percent was around you know, like back in, it probably wasn't during the Reagan era. But no, it's Bush era. The Bush era, the taxes. Were I high. knew it, man. There was, and I know there was somewhere in my adult life where if you made over a certain amount of money, it was like, it was, it was almost 40%. And it's for capital gains, right? So this is his capital gains tax plan. And like, I don't know, man. I, I fucking hate the concept of like i agree that we should all have to pay right like obviously there's services and goods that the government provides right that that the taxes pay for i hate the idea man that like if you got lucky on a hunch with a stock and you made a lot of money off of it oh thanks man by the way you got to give half of it to us like it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense man like even like a lot of you treat it any different than than any other income it's fucking stupid like even the lottery i go okay so i give you money to the government because it already goes to you and then if i win i gotta give you half of it back like yeah. it's fucking dumb. Like because I got lucky enough to win, and granted, it's free money, but I go. So you're taxing me more because I just happen to make more. Like I, I don't know, man. Like to me, th- there should be like a flat tax rate, like a percentage across the board. And innately, the people who make more money are gonna pay more, right? Because if you make it say ten percent, and everybody has to pay ten percent, no matter what, then the fucking guy making a million dollars a year still has to pay ten percent of the million dollars, right? Versus the guy who makes. You know, thirty grand still has to pay ten percent. Like, or you get rid of ugh. the you get rid of the income tax and you just up the sales tax. The, up the sales, yeah. Which is another thing. That, like, that then that goes into the community pays. that yeah. I yeah. That way, everybody pays, and then that goes into the community that I live in, and then you make the states, like the counties, maybe fund the state, and then the state funds money back federally that covers whatever. And there's, dude, there's as someone who works in accounting, man. There are so many different, uh, the government nickel and dimes the shit out of you, man. Depending on where you do business, dude, um, like this laptop, for example, 
if we registered this podcast as an LLC and everything we own for this podcast, so the recorders, the mics, the laptop, all that stuff, we have to pay taxes on that because we're making money off of it. So every year on top of the income tax we pay, we that have would to, be that would be if we actually made money. Correct. So right now, government, if you listen in, we in the red. We in the red. We in we the red. A, we need a tax break. But for tangible personal property tax, it does not care. It doesn't matter whether or not you make money. It's like, oh, you own that? That's worth a hundred bucks. You have to pay us, you know, one percent of the hundred, but whatever the rate is, depending okay. on the county. You have to pay that no matter what. Irrespective of how much you make. Yeah. That's not including, oh, by the way, oh, you want a business? You have to pay, uh, here's a business license tax. Oh, yeah, you did uh, business in our state. Yeah, there's a franchise tax. That's X amount of your revenue or it's this minimum amount. You have to pay that too. Oh, yep, yeah, we have this other commerce tax or this. No- Dude, there's so many taxes as a business that when when people like talk about like, oh, Amazon didn't pay shit. Amazon didn't pay shit from a federal level. I guarantee you at the state level, wherever Amazon registered, they paid out the fucking ass because- the government gets you from somewhere, no matter what, dude. Like, dude, and I think there was a, an article this week about um, Amazon, actually, and it was in Europe, and they were saying, oh, they didn't pay, you know, they made this much money, but because they sort of registered it as a loss, they didn't pay taxes again, you know. And and I, and I always look at this, and I'm like, man, that's that's got to be clickbait because there's no way that they paid no taxes. Yeah, like it is and it isn't. So like. They paid something, right, uh, from a state, uh, a county or state level and all that. They may not have paid federal income tax or, or corporate tax or whatever. But I don't know, man. It's most companies don't. If you know how to do your books, like most companies would never. It's just why Amazon invests all its money back into drones and spaceships. Yeah, back into Amazon. Yeah, because all that is, oh, that's more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. And then you go, oh, yeah, we only made a buck last year. Like, and then, and then there's all these loopholes, obviously, which you'd be crazy if you weren't a company, dude, and you lay out these rules and I stay within them and I don't have to pay tax. Like people get mad on Amazon. It's like, no, man, like tell the government to find a better way to tax people. Either make it to where like, hey, you're paying 2%, 5%, whatever, no matter what of your revenue, you have to figure, you have to bake that into your 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 sales and figure out a way to make a profit. But we don't care how much you make, you're going to have to pay us X percent of your sales no matter what. People will figure it out, right? Like if I have to pay 10%, I'm going to go, oh, I got to raise my prices then so that I can make a, a margin on this because I got to pay 10% to the government no matter what. Like there's ways to do this, but it, it, we're so stuck in this, like the way the tax loopholes are designed, they're like, oh yeah, you pay X percent on profits like all right cool so there's not gonna be any profits this year (laughs) like and then you just spend your money on and then by the way that's not like physical cash you're spending and from an accounting perspective like when you're doing things like this it's all book related right like it's all based on what you put in your records per se right so like my records my bank could be full of cash but i could say my records could say that i didn't make any money because i stick within these accounting rules and i either spent you know, more than what I, because like, I, I, this is going to get too overly complicated, but like from a records perspective, for example, right. Let's say I, um, this laptop to, to buy, to make it, I have to spend X amount of money, right. Okay. To make it. And then I'm going to sell it to record the expense of making this laptop, meaning buying all these parts and all that. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to spend cash on it yet. I could have terms with, and terms meaning like, hey, the manufacturers who sell me all the parts could be like, yeah, pay us in 60 days, right? And that 60 days could be in January, but I'm building this in November. In November, I can record the expense because technically it happened. I built this in November. I ordered yep. the parts. I did. So I built this laptop, but I didn't actually pay cash until, until the next year. Yeah. yeah. 
but it counts as that current year because it's technically an expense, even though cash didn't move. And I think a lot of the like the the common world, if they don't understand it, like like the the accounting world, they don't understand that like record keeping doesn't move with cash. It moves based on the set of rules that you've either earned money or you've incurred an expense. And incurred an expense could mean like, hey, w- when did I make it? And then did I sell it? And at that point in time, you can be like, yep, whether or not cash changed hands, I sold it and I and I built it like and I spent that quote unquote. But in that in that scenario, wouldn't you wouldn't you sort of take the hit the following year? Nope. You would take it now. You would say my expense is this year because so like accounting and there is such thing as cash accounting. So there are companies, very small ones, like a lot of small ones, like a restaurant or whatever would probably do cash accounting. They would say they literally go when money moves. That's when our records change like P&Ls. You make them like most corporations go off of when did the service occur? When did the transaction occur? So like Amazon, every time you order something off Amazon, they could say, hey, if you sold me like this laptop and it's shipped, then you, by the time it gets delivered to you, that's when they quote unquote earn that money, right? Okay. So Amazon has to record that expense. If Amazon sells you an insurance on that laptop and that insurance is a hundred bucks over three years, they go, no, nope, we split that over the 36 months over those three years. And that's how much we make quote unquote, even though you paid for it right, all up right, front, right. they might but go, they only take but they only bucks. take three bucks of it a month or whatever it is. Right. So like they're going off of that. And so I think there's all this nuance. Like when, like you said, when, there's, when, when people put these things like, Hey, this company only paid X amount in taxes. Like there's so much nuance involved in that. And I'm not saying that Amazon shouldn't pay something. I just think that like, because there's such a divide here between have and have nots, it's such an easy, like clickbait thing to get out That's there exactly and what just it is. rouse up people right i saw an, i saw an article semi recently where they listed like the 50 companies that like didn't pay much in taxes over the last year but i was like there's got to be you know there's got to be accounting rules around those things that yeah. that, that 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 make them explainable let me tell you something about a guy that doesn't care about money <laughs> aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> he don't give a did you see that shit, man? I mean, I don't want to go back to the NFL, man. I didn't mean to go back to the NFL, but Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, this guy, he is just unhappy, right? Yeah. And and, and it, it it seems to be that you know they haven't put enough weapons around him to win the Super Bowl. That's what that's what it seems to be the gripe. And um, so the guy has three years, and this is this is my my whole thing because this, this is kind of gonna go away from football and just into into life. He's got three years left remaining on his contract, and that's worth $134 million. And I'm going, how bad does your job have to be for you to go, I'm willing to forego the next three years? Because he has come out and basically said, like, like I'm not playing there. And yeah, so if Whether they or not you trade me. Right. So they've already come back and I'll said, we're not trading you. Right. And I, I think recently, well, didn't he get into Jeopardy? Yeah, he was the right? host. He was yeah. the host of Jeopardy, right? And so he, this guy is like more than willing to just go like, eh, I just won't play for the next three years. He doesn't strike me as a guy that gives a shit about money or the fact that he's made enough of it. Plus, there's a guaranteed portion of that that he gets anyway. But is he, so it, does, does he come from a well-to-do family? I, no, I don't think so. He has a shitty relationship with his family. So I think he's just done well. I mean, this fucker's on State Farm commercials every other like minute on TV. Right, right, right. So I think he has enough to where he's like, yeah, man, that means I buy one more Ferrari, like, and maybe like my great, 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 great grandkids are set up. Like Aaron Rodgers has to have over a hundred mil in the bank. 
He doesn't no matter care. what. He don't care about his great 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 Yeah, he don't give a shit about them. <laughs> I like. I think. And here's the thing, man. And, and like, I'm gonna paraphrase like a Chris Rock quote. I think we're all as loyal as our options. So, like, I think Aaron Rodgers says that. And while it sounds like he's gonna walk away from 140 million, I think in his mind he knows no somebody else is gonna pick me up. Like, there's no way. If you're the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but if you don't let him go. You're stupid, dude. If you're the Green Bay Packers, you're so petty that you're willing to not get something in return for Aaron Rodgers. Like, you have to be so, like, like you can flip that to them. It's like, yeah, you don't have to pay him the 130, 140 mil, but also you have the most sought after, and I hate calling him an asset, but, you know, in this industry, Aaron Rodgers would be an asset. The most sought after free agent asset in the history of the NFL, potentially at least in that I can remember, dude. And I can't remember someone being more sought after than Aaron Rodgers, like like would be if he like would right. be if you put him on the trade block on the market. Yep. Um, you'd be nuts. Like I expected on draft night that they were gonna flip him out for someone. Like I expected the Niners, and I guess they could still do it. Like I'll give you Trey Lance. I don't give a fuck. Like take Trey Lance, even if it sets you up for ten more years. But I get a Super Bowl in the next three. I won that trade. It doesn't matter if Trey Lance doesn't go on to win five Super Bowls. Even if he, if he wins one, if, which if he wins one, it's a success. Cool. I still won that trade because I won one sooner probably. Right. Like I I don't know how you don't offer these guys the farm for him. And if you're them, Dude, I don't know how you don't take it. You trade Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love for Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, you would, right? Like, would you not do that trade? Like, if you're if you're the Packers and you go, maybe you're not sold on Trey Lance, but you just go, we can get nothing or we can get a guy that San Francisco felt strong enough that was good enough to be a starter here for the next 10 years, right? Like a franchise QB because they took him so early on. Like, I guess we take a shot. And then do you go, by the way, we want a first-round pick next year and the year after that or something like that. And then you go, if he sucks, I still get potentially a top-five pick next year. And then, you know, like... Yeah, no, but I think that just from a from a sort of a job perspective, again, like, how bad does your job have to be? And, and I know that NFL teams, they, they treat um, the players like commodities. Yeah. And so, and and NFL is one of those is one of those few um, leagues that can cut you pretty much at any time. Yeah, you know, so those those contracts aren't guaranteed. So I I saw this week um, Terry Bradshaw, a former NFL quarterback, came out and was like, um, you know, kind of calling him soft. I forget what his exact quote was, um, but basically saying that he was like too emotional about it. But then there's another part of me, man, that I was like, you know what? The, the NFL treats them like commodities and will cut you at any time. And, like, you, you know, like how companies treat employees typically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, this time, this guy happens to have the leverage against the company. Why wouldn't you exploit that? Because that's what they're doing to you. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think Terry Bradshaw, like, guys like that come off bitter because they didn't have that kind of uh, pull when they were playing. Like, Terry Bradshaw. Different, different time, right? Different like, era. Yeah. Those, yeah. those guys are like, you know, like, like our parents' era, like my parents' era. Yeah. Well, you look at that, like, you figure Terry Bradshaw, I don't know what his career earnings were, right? But he might have been making two, three mil a year when he was playing this heyday, and he probably was one of the higher-end ones. And he's going, you can pay 35 now a year, and you're whining? And it it's not a good comparison because it's relative to where he is now. Yep. And it's also, yeah, but anyone's going to pay me 35. Like, 
And this goes for any industry that you're in, man. Like you can take football out of it. Like if you hate your job, but you know you can make that same amount of money no matter what company you go to and you're employable immediately, yeah, you're going to have this kind of swagger, I think. Yep. I think I think you could put that into a, a guy working in construction. I think you could put that to a guy like like if you hate your job and you know like, oh, tomorrow I can go across the street and go work for these guys and make the same amount and hopefully better scenario or at least I just won't be with them. Yeah, like everybody across the street is happy. Yeah. I'm gonna go over there. Like, I'll go over there. Yeah, like, like sort of for him, I don't even see it as him going like I'm walking away for 140. I just see him going like I don't want my 140 here. I don't want to yeah. give you the. I want my 140 and across the, the street. And the guy has earned right. He has sort of earned yeah. that earned that right to do that. And if he goes, ah, I want to do it in on the West Coast, right? There's teams, right? Like you go, does maybe a Seattle trade? Yeah, I take Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson tomorrow, dude. I think Seattle would too. Yeah, dude, like you would. And if you're Green Bay, that that's not a bad trade. No, you get Russell Wilson for the who's not a bad like yeah, you take oh, I get Russell Wilson for the next decade. What Russell yeah. Wilson is what 30? You go or you know, early 30s, you go cool, I'm set for the next 6 or 7 years at that position. Like I think where the Green Bay messed up too is like they're shopping Aaron Rodgers last year or they draft a quarterback, they draft right? The quarterback. Then they shop him around this offseason because allegedly they told him when the season ended, hey, we're, we're going to trade you. We're looking to trade oh, you. Oh, they did. So this is part of it. Like they told oh, him, hey, shit, we're looking to that. trade you. Then they backed away from it and said, nah, no, we're going to have you come back. And he goes like, and I think he got to the point where he was like, yo, fuck y'all. Like first you drafted a quarterback in the first round last year. I win the MVP because you knew that dude was going to carry that on his shoulder. Like he was going to be so petty and then he goes supposedly at the end of the year they told him like yo we're gonna try to trade you during the offseason and then you don't but you told me that like bruh of course i won out and i love that he did it on draft day i think i was texting <laughs> with you i go that's so fucking brilliant because now if they had a plan and I, it doesn't seem like they deviated just blew it up obviously no just blew didn't. it up because you just go yeah by the way i'm not coming back and they're probably looking at their draft board going fuck like we were gonna draft all these which by the way they didn't draft any help for him. Nope. So again, again, again which, didn't they draft a receiver? Like, but late? like super late. Yeah, really. If you're late. like, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you go, okay, he's protected. We got an no line around him. Go get him some people to throw to. Like, it, it just like I, it. It seems so self, like self sabotaging on Green Bay's part at this point. Like, are you that arrogant as a GM, as someone who runs a football team, to think like, like you're trying to, you're, you're overthinking it. You're like, oh, I could find like. Do you think the reason you haven't won a Super Bowl is because Aaron Rodgers is not the guy? Like, I, I'm like, it's so crazy to me, man. Because I think, dude, there's what 32 NFL teams. Yep. I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take a, a a like a stab at this. I'm gonna say 26 of those teams tomorrow will take Aaron Rodgers. At least. At least. Yeah. At and least. I, it's probably closer to 30, right? Because even if you're the defending Super Bowl champs in the Buccaneers. I think you still take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady because you go, well, he's six years younger. No, Tom played till he was 43. If we get even three years out of Aaron Rodgers and he wins two Super Bowls or one, it's still a win, right? No one, like the idea that like you figure Brady might win one more, no one's going, Brady's going to win three in a row. So even if Aaron just wins the one, you go, okay, it was the same. It was an, it was a Maybe. like exchange for a younger guy. Did you see they brought back all twenty two of their starters? Yeah, dude, that's so they're like prime to repeat. Yeah, they're probably gonna uh, they're gonna repeat unless they run into those Titans, man. <laughs> 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 they gotta get past the Bears first. <laughs> that's right, that defense boy. Hey, 
You, not for nothing, man. If you end up, which this is a shock to me about the the Bucks run last year, though. If you have to play up in Soldier Field in fucking January, that sucks, dude. For a team yeah. that likes to throw, that would suck. That's what was so shocking about what the Bucks did to Tampa, because or what the Tampa did to to um the Packers. Sorry, you had to play in Lambeau, right? Did they end up playing? Did they did eliminate? They? Hold on, I don't remember. Maybe I have that wrong. I'm trying to think because Tampa because they weren't they weren't like top seed. No, so who did uh, somebody lost to 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 the Packers? Who did the Packers play in the in the NFC? I don't game? remember. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter. I just don't want to play in fucking Chicago in January, bro. Like I can't even feel my feet. Like why would I? It's <laughs> <laughs> great football weather, <laughs> bro. Did you see uh, the story in Germany, man, about like the grenade that they found out in like the forest in the middle of nowhere? They found so, a grenade, like an unexploded grenade. So they yeah Germans are crazy. Yo, Germans be wildin', bro. But this shit gets crazy. So they find this unexploded grenade right in the middle of this field. I guess this guy calls us in, and then they call like the authorities yep. to to come figure the shit out or remove the grenade. Yep. Come to find out, it wasn't a grenade after all, bro. What was it? It was a butt plug that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ass butt plug. <laughs> <a> butt plug. <laughs> it was a butt plug that was meant to look like a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, Yo. bro. I read that shit. I was crying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Homie said the the police said the rubber grenades proximity to lubricant and condoms helped verify their findings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, bro. You know what's funny, bro? It's like so I read an article this week about New Jersey. Yes, your home state. Yeah, let's go. So there is like they they do like an annual cleanup of the beaches. Okay. They found like 56% more uh condoms on the beach this year than, than what? Than 20 previously. 2020 or 2019? What are we talking about? I guess since I guess 2019. Yeah, that makes sense, man. People out in the beach. Yeah, I don't house. remember. Don't, don't quote me on the on the percentage. Um, but it was <laughs> yo, whose job? It was is a lot, to right? Track that. <laughs> Did you find a condom? All right, let me add that to the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny, man? So like, I so I live on a street. You know where I live, man. But I live on a street that's like, um, it's kind of like off the beaten path, and and no one knows that like there's homes down there other than the folks that live there. Maybe okay. have family there, right? Yeah, you do kind of live back in like a. Yeah. You don't know the entrance to the neighborhoods even there. You, you would never know. know. Yeah, yeah. So as you go down, um, you know, there's a, there's a few streets. One mine being one of them where there's where there's homes. We have acre lots. But as you continue to go on the road, at some point it, it just turns into cow pastures. And what I've noticed over the last year is that on my walk, so once it turns into cow pastures, there's probably about close to a half a mile or so where there's just cow pastures and there's two homes and there's one at the very end. And what I found on that that half a mile stretch, condoms, bro. Yeah? Yeah, so people are like going... Like on the sidewalk or in the grass? There's no sidewalk. Bro. Oh, it's just dirt grass. It's dirt. It's, it's grass and, and a street. So I walked down there purposely because I have the two dogs and I don't want the traffic. It's close. It's close to my house. Is right? there a road by it? I wonder if people are having car sex and just tossing them out the window. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't know. They're not walking out there like fucking on a field. 
Uh, no. I guess they could be. I mean, I guess they could mm. be, but I, I would doubt it. There's, there's, there's cattle. There's They're just parking back there pig. because it's because you can't see because no one's there. No one's there. And you, yeah, yeah it makes sense, man. And on that stretch of road, there's you know, there, like I said, there's, there's a house at the very end, and then there's a house maybe like halfway to the end. Other than that, it's cow pasture. Dude, that's all the teenagers in your neighborhood, bro. <laughs> They're like, I know a place to go. Yeah, they can't go back to home, right? <laughs> Unless their parents are home. That's all. You think that's all the 18, 17, 16 year old kids? Bro. That's everybody who lives with their mama. And let me tell <laughs> you, I, I went down there one time and it was uh, maybe like seven o'clock, six in the evening, maybe. And there was some, there was some guy with a girl in the car. And they had pulled over, like just in one of these areas. But it was light out. And I was like, man, you desperate. Bro. And then they going in the middle of the day. You're good for them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was at a movie theater once in a very public uh, uh, mall here, outdoor mall. Yeah. And uh, every, we're all getting out the movies. Like, the movie just let out. Uh, so there's like, I don't know, whatever, a couple hundred of us or a hundred of us walking out. And there's a parking lot that surrounds the movie theater. And there's a fucking, like, street lamp over this parking lot. Yeah. And this car is literally in front of the doorway that we all exited from, bro. Yo, there was two people in there going at it, bro. I'm talking ash cheek smacking windshield at it. And I was like, yeah. how the fuck you move up that far? I was trying to figure that out, bro. I was like, are you still inside? Like, bro, it was wild. And it was going at it. Like, and it, it was nighttime, but it might as well have been broad daylight. They're literally parked under a street lamp in front of the exit. So it's the first thing you see when you go out is just ash cheek smacking windshield, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's like, good for y'all, man. <laughs> that, bro, that shit had me dying, man. I, I, I read that shit. I was like, good God, bro. That shit was so damn funny, That's dope, man. man. Listen, man, that's Bill Gates got a lot of that in his future coming, bro. You seen uh, uh, he divorced this week, bro? I saw that they were, I mean, are they, are they official? Or are they, yeah, they I guess they're officially it? divorcing. I think they're just announcing it. But I'm going to assume these guys have already figured out the terms of, if you're announcing it, you've already figured out the terms of your divorce. It's going to be the most so, expensive man. divorce in the history um, because they don't have a prenup. And he's worth like 150 bill, so he's gonna end up giving like. Yeah, but I mean, he's for he's him, what, in his sixties. Like, right? He's sixty five, bro. He got enough money. So it's, it's like even if you take half of, the, even if you give away seventy five percent of that, like you're fine. Listen, I'm about to slide into Bill DMs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no man, you too late, man. He's dating his ex girlfriend. <laughs> I'm gonna be like Bill. You ever been with a Puerto Rican, <laughs> Billy? <laughs> I saw I saw an article. I saw an article. And it was like. Um, that 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 you know, I guess like since the divorce or since the divorce announcement, that he's been uh, been seen with his ex girlfriend. Oh, for real? And I'm like, oh yeah, you mean the one that probably dumped you and been like, you know, you was always nice. You was cute. <laughs> I always thought I was you so was heartbroken cute. when you left me. For- <laughs> <laughs> Girl, how you got an ex from 30 years ago? <laughs> you still? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, you still alive? <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, man. Sometimes have you seen? Shit, have you looked back at like your your high school friends uh, from I'm you know? To think like oh, like you mean like yearbook photo kind of thing? No, like, what not they yearbook. Look, or you mean now? Not, like, like no, like everybody now. looks like shit now. Bro. <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? Is my high school? I'm trying to think. I graduated. Fuck, this is this shit pains me. Like 17 years ago, almost exactly to now, uh, and. When I look at, like, obviously at the time, I felt like it was kind of new age. Looking at photos from them now feels so old. And then the people, like, that I see them now, I'm like, oh, fuck, do I look like that to other people, bro? I'd be heartbroken, bro. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be heartbroken, like, fuck, do I look like that? Yo, I graduated 29 years ago. 
And so that's what and that's what I do, right? So I see some people. God, bro. And 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 the majority of folks, man, I, I go like, wow, man, like you didn't age well. But then I go, well, shit. Maybe I look that way too. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, "Fuck, do I look like that?" You'd be real self-conscious. Well, what year did you graduate from high school? Ninety-two. God damn, bro! I'm Com- still coming try- up, coming up on the thirty on the thirty years, man. Fuck, I was potty training still, maybe. <laughs> ninety-two. You were a late bloomer. I was fuck, man. Six, not six. I was six years old in ninety-two. So I guess I wasn't potty. Maybe I was potty training, bro. I was a late now, man. You was bloomer. going. If you was, was six, man. You were in the first grade. I was, bro, but I was a late bloomer with the potty training shit, man. I might have been like four, still going on myself, maybe three. I remember my mom being livid about that shit, like looking at me like, for real? <laughs> she was disappointed as fuck. <laughs> this one's slow. Yeah. <laughs> we going to have to look after him forever. Like, this one's IQ is 70 for sure. <laughs> he might get reparations. <laughs> Is there a program I could sign this motherfucker up? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why I was getting disability checks at six. <laughs> the body training, bro. <laughs> Yo, man, how we doing on time, bro? Bro, we we like a hour 30 in already, man. All right, this, man. You want to kill it? You want to kill it, man? Let's kill it. I don't, I'm trying to think if I got anything else, man. That's good, man. Save it for next week. We, we save this for next week, man. But, but actually, you know what? I'm going to just say this one thing, bro. After Biden's little speech, there's the one thing I agreed with when he was talking shit about North Korea because he called them like a security threat. And right. then, like he said, he's going to keep like his policies or whatever against them that they have in place right now. North Korea said it was going to be a very grave situation that Biden made a mistake and blah, blah, Like they were basically like threatening. Right. It's like, fuck you pussies. We are, we are, we the bullies, bro. Stay in your little fucking caves, North Korea. What are they like? Like the size of New Jersey? Bro, maybe. Who cares, bro? I'm like, these guys always come on and talk shit like that. I'm like, at this point it's kind of like pop off bro <laughs> like do something <laughs> do something <laughs> do something wait let me see where they are yeah, ge- geographically yeah, oh yeah <laughs> Alaska California maybe y'all are fucked <laughs> yeah 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 they might do I don't even think they can hit them bro we good in the FL we good man uh, <laughs> very great I was laughing bro I don't know why I saw that story and I was laughing my ass off cause I'm like I guess you gotta do that for posturing amongst your people yeah but like I'm going bro yeah good luck good luck <laughs> I'm like we don't do a lot of shit well in America but we spend more money on our military than anybody else in the world <laughs> and like the next 10 nations combined we want all the smoke bro <laughs> We ready for that shit, bro. And with that man on episode oh, man. 52, 52. Tell them where they can find us. Yo, thank you guys, man. Shout out episode 52, one year in. Hopefully we're doing this a year from now. Again, uh, doing episode 104 and doing something crazy. Maybe we'll do some remote podcasts. But uh, we are at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, so go ahead and uh, follow us on there. Hit us up. Uh, tell us how much we suck, how much... You like it? Um, whatever. Give us some feedback. Give us some drinks. Give us whatever, man. I th- thank you guys for for uh, supporting and streaming. I think we're about to hit twenty one thousand streams. Yeah, we're over twenty thousand. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, and definitely shout out to uh, to our our friends and and fans in India. I know you guys are going through a hard time with yeah, the yeah. With, with the pandemic over there. Um, shout out to you guys. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to you. Um, yeah, stop but, coughing on each other, man. It's yeah, man. Yeah, ho- hopefully you guys get some get some relief soon. Yeah. And with that, 
again thank you for the support i uh, appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week see you next week peace, peace.